how they came down and worked with different people. Now, realize, man's writing that story about an angel that he dealt with or says he dealt with. And the complicated today, right now, is multiple thousands of people, even the millions of people, saying that they're working with angels. Now, why would they say that? Well, here's the thing. Men and women like to hear, see, say, and do good things in their mind. Or whatever it is. If it's good, it's great. If it's bad, it's not. It's not important. It's not right. So when they start thinking about good things, the good things happening always refer to an angel. Uh, that's your choice. And it depends if you were programmed already or not. Some children aren't even given any aspects of religion when they're little because their parents are not religious. So they don't learn anything about gods, angels, demons, anything. So that means those children are growing up in a program that's completely locked out of being programmed, but it's also programmed with a non-good program, meaning nothing. If you don't have a program, you can't run. When Jesus said to his, to, to his followers, he who have no faith, follow me, he, ha he said that for a reason, and it was in the Bible for a reason. Uh, when he said it, he meant people that didn't have a faith that were ready to find one. And in those days, most people were, were in a religion. And uh, basically, they weren't ready to follow somebody else or listen to somebody else because they already had a program. So now, let's just take it back a little more. When Noah and... Uh, I'm sure you heard about the story of Noah in New York. Well, he was met by an angel, and he was told what he had to do. Now, if an angel came to you today, right now, or tonight, you're in your room and an angel appears to you, and they say, well, you've got to do this, would you listen? Would it be important to you? Would you say, who are you? What do you want? Uh, why are you coming to me? I mean, where would you go with that? Do you have a clue? Well, we're going to get into that, because that's very important. And I'll tell you why. I deal with people concluding conversation with God uh, and, and people that claim all these incredible things and say all these things. But I'm a rebel. Uh, if you listen to my show, I'm not bad. You might think I am because I don't agree with everybody. Oh, you can't go against him. He's spiritual. Another imaginary word. So let's go back to your child. You're growing up. Now, now suddenly you're forced to go to a Catholic school, Protestant school, church on Sunday. What's that mean to you? Well, most kids don't want to leave their friends to do anything. So here you are, you're being put in this room with a bunch of people talking about things, especially a book that you really don't want to read or hear about. Well, you listen to stories, and then you hear little drips and drabs that your mind wants to listen to because it's forced into a space where it has to. And in those spaces, gets more programs of what things are, who things are, what they do, and all that. So as we go through that point of our lives, the little mind, the little brain that we have in our head is getting putting little lines in it saying another program here, there, and everywhere. Fill in the mind with an idea of reality. That reality is false. Whatever you think you're getting as far as good, bad, or indifferent, it's a program, and it's not real. I'm not saying reality, the present, in the moment, is not real. Because it is. But you will hear the idea over and over that this is the illusion. 
and we're living in that. Well, you know, when living in this reality, what I will say as far as the illusion, no, it's it's real. It's what you are as soul reflecting on what it's experiencing. That's real. It's real to you as soul, and it's real to every other soul that's experiencing it. Funny that we're all on the same planet experiencing it together. But we all experience it different ways. Now, so you have to say, okay, when's this stop? It doesn't stop. Because when you leave childhood, you get start turning into a teenager. You start getting a few more rights in your life. And, and you get a little more brownie points and stuff that you can do things. So during that time... All right, uh, hold on. I, I didn't check the room. Let me just check this. Hello? Hey, my friend from uh, Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, and uh, go ahead. You, uh, you can talk, but I, then I will say a few things, too, because well, when uh, Trump visited the Hurricane Florence... He said, oh, we are giving you guys the best treatment, best uh, everything. While we have information inside the Hurricane area, people are thirsty, people have no food, and people are crying for help. And All right. I don't understand. Please well, go ahead. I, we'll, we'll talk about near the end. I, I need to get through sure. part of this today. All right. We'll, we'll go sure. into those off-subject. Off because I want to keep this subject a little bit open because I told people that I'm going to be talking about it and they're probably coming in to hear that topic. We'll go into off-site off project. Uh, if you keep the questions to what we're exactly talking about, that's no problem because I want to keep these people focused on out there because mine can't hold on to too many thoughts at one time. So if we go too many directions, they're not going to follow anything we're saying. So uh, yeah. what I'm going to okay, say sure, sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep go the ahead, questions please. a little bit... Uh, for a while because we'll get into them but I, I do want to get through a lot of stuff today that's really important more important than what Trump's doing or the Pope's doing or, or even Putin's doing uh, because this is only a physical reality and it has nothing to do with soul really except it's just 125 years out of its life so uh, let me get get into this a little bit and then you, if you have questions about it please ask but uh, try to hold your sure, questions sure. for a little bit later uh, okay, sure. And then, Thank you very much. All right. No problem. No problem. Friend. All right. So now I want to get back to uh, this whole thing about when you turn a teenager and you start going out. Now you're at a point where you're allowed to pick out what religion you want to follow, what path you want to follow, if you want to follow a path, if you want to do drugs, if you want to do smoke, whatever you want to do. Now you're starting to get the permission to do it. Sex and all those things start filling in and you start getting a little more permission to do each. I mean, from 16 to 19. I just had a, a question, debate, not a debate, but talk with my partner saying, what is the right age? I talked about this many times. How old do you have to be to be married? How old do you have to be to have sex? How old do you have to be to be an adult? Cause, and here's the way I'll word it. There's a lot of 14, 12-year-olds that are adults. There's a lot of 40, 39-year-old 30, people that are still children. So to say that just because they turn an age... Because some ignorant man decided that's the right age. There's no right age. Soul is unlimited in time. So that when it comes into a body that's limited to 125 years to get all its experience it wants, 
it needs that time to do it. So when a man puts rules and regulations on how far a person can spiritually grow in a period of time is ludicrous. So uh, when you step out and you're 16, all right, you're given the right to stay up late. You're allowed to go around the neighborhood a little more, and you're allowed to do a few more things. Uh, and now you probably start getting programmed by your father and mother saying, well, you should do this. You should be this. You should be doing that. Uh, and now you're being kind of forced in and in school saying, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to take? And then when you go to high school, you have to pick something. Now you're already in a place where you have to pick what you're going to study. And then when you go into college, it's the same thing. You, you're already programmed to take that topic and go as far as you can with it. Building a house, bricklaying, I mean, things like that. They're in vocational schools. Then you want to be a doctor, a lawyer. What, what do you want to be, a bartender? I mean, well, then you really don't need to go to college, do you? But here's the thing. You're accepted if you're a college graduate as a person. But you're not accepted in a job because you have a college graduate degree, as, as people may think. Now, I went to school and I got certain I didn't go to college when I got quit high school I went into college courses on electronics and things like that and when you get a certification and you go to a job they say how much experience do you have when you get out of school you have no experience so no matter what school you go to no matter what you take when you get out you don't have experience so all that time you put in is kind of on hold until you get some experience in it. And you've got to put some more years in time doing something that's a program telling you this is what you've got to learn or do. Then you can go into the program that you want to teach or be or whatever. It's a system. It has nothing to do with spirit. has nothing to do with God or angels. Now, I want to throw angels into this mix. I was lucky. When I was six, I met my first angel. And, it, and I stayed with the being for like five years. That's just me. But the average person doesn't have a, a, a gift like that, usually. If they do, they're lucky. And it could be beneficial. Now, we're going to go into that. Because that's a whole separate issue. Whether the angels are real. Are they good or bad? Are they bad angels? Are they good angels? Or are they angels? And that's another problem. Which I see affecting the world today. Now, when we uh, say, well, I work with good angels. What's a good angel? We're going to go into each part of this because good and bad is different among the person that perceives it. Everybody's level of awareness changes, but it is at a certain point, wherever they are. And most people are at a very, very low-level point of awareness. No, you can be aware of cars and trees and traffic lights and smoke and fire and things like that. But it has nothing to do with soul. Nothing to do with death, nothing to do with out of body, or any of the other things like God, spirit, angels, deities, and all those other words. So, we're pretty much in a standstill when we're in college or high school. We're taking a program which we think is beneficial to us. And the sad part of all of this, you're already programmed with this idea that it has to make good money. I'm going to go to college to learn how to make popcorn. Uh, good luck with that one. Uh, when you get out of college, what do you do? Try to make popcorn? Uh, again, it's about money. The world is based on money right now, which is a sick, perverted, twisted way of life. To think all the things we can do, all the things we are, we're stuck with the idea uh, of money. 
Right. Yeah. Hey, can I say it's, something, please? Sure. Go My ahead. Friend, yeah, you know, it's so if it's good, then the person is good. And is that right or not uh, right? If the soul yeah. is bad, the person is bad. Is that correct? No, no, no. See, no, no. That it's not soul. Soul is not bad within itself. Soul within itself is light and sound. It gets its first program from its life, first life here. Its first incarnation to the physical world gives it its good and bad ideas. Soul holds on to that as it reincarnates because it's programmed with those ideas. It's stuck on those ideas and it doesn't grow. The system of life on planet Earth was created for major reasons. First, it was created to make soul grow. But the other thing, don't forget we have Lucifer, demons, and everything else here that make sure soul stays here. Now, hell isn't somewhere else. Hell is here. I know people, oh, no, there's a... No, I mean, you can listen to the Pope even. He said there's no such thing as hell. Well, that's another person talking out of his hat. But uh, this is hell, all right? And here's the... a simple definition of hell, I mean, if you go into Dante's Inferno and he goes into all the levels of hell, what soul will go through depending how bad it is. Well, that's another delusional story, which sounds good, and people accepted it because they believed in hell that much. But soul is an energy light. How do you torture, how do you burn, how do you whip, beat, or freeze a soul? You don't. All right. When, when they try to freeze the body, they're not freezing the soul. All right. So all these little ideas, programs are, are, are stationary with here, with this planet. And, and like what I was going to say to you, soul's not good or bad. It's the program it holds on to. If your parents tell you to beat people up, fight with people, it's a program. And, and well, it's a good thing to protect yourself and knocking everybody out that comes in, in front of you. Uh, and that's a program. And you can believe it's good. It's so bad because it's listening to... No, it's listening to a program. Until soul is able to go within its own self to find the truth, which is all I talk about because it's not going to come anywhere else no matter who you hear, who you listen to. I said in the beginning, I don't think you heard it, everything you know is 99% a lie. Everything. What you perceive is truth. What you perceive is good. What you perceive is bad is the lie. Now, it's the delusion or illusion that we create around that to believe it. Now, if an angel comes to you, I'm going to go back and forth on this one. If an angel comes to you and they, they're in your room and you're sitting in front of your bed and they say, all right, you've got to go out and become a mass murderer. <laughs> is it an angel? And then you no, say, well, it, well, wait, wait, wait. No, no, let's say, how do I know you're an angel? No matter what they say to you, you need to find out the truth about that and who it is or what it is. Anything that comes to you can be an angel. It could be a deity. It could be a, a, a demon. Or it could be an alien. And they all can say they're an angel. They all can uh, say yes, they're... Yes. Zoroastra, if you're uh, Ahura Mazda, Zoroastra is the uh, people who worship fires in, uh, uh, you know, uh, over uh, 4,000 years ago. Zoroastra said everybody has... Uh, uh, demon and angel. If you feed your angel, your angel will win over the devil. 
and if you uh, feed your devil in inside your body and it means your then you will they will feed so there is always two things inside the body good and bad if you feel and uh, spiritually mentally well, here's the thing uh, on that wait let me i i study i i went beyond zoroastrianism uh and up to uh Willing dervishes, which came out of that later, uh, they realized they can spin around and get out of their bodies, which was really important, which is still important, yes. and they still do it today. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the good and bad thing about what you said, there's no bad, there's no good. Oh, well, are things, should we do good things? How do we do good things if there's no good and bad? Because spirit knows what's right. There's a difference between right and wrong, not good and bad. Soul knows that within itself if it's allowed to accept what it perceives. But when something's in front of it, and usually it's your parents and your teachers and everything else that stop you from relating to that. When an angel comes to your bedroom, there's nobody there other than you and the angel. So that angel doesn't have to be an angel. Now, how do you challenge? We're going to go into challenging it if it's an angel. Because it appears to you means it's an angel. Because it's dressed in white, it's an angel. If it comes to you in black, does that mean it's a demon? We have colors as perception. Again, man's mind limited to ideas about color. And I'll tell you this. The third realm, which is beyond the astral plane, there's millions of colors, not the four primary colors. There's millions. So mm -hmm. uh, it's for the, hard for the mind to perceive or understand that. But in this reality, when we, when we get this, this angel in front of us, we're trying to debate whether it's real or not. Uh, then there's the other word now you do have to find your angel you do have to find your spiritual guide you can call them either or and everybody has one or two now there's demons around you always because they, they come to the light the more light you get the more things will be around you if you do hypnosis and you do those kind of things it allows those things to step into your body and then you're forced out of it for a period of time so there's multiple things that start happening as your body becomes aware within its own thinking. I'm not saying spiritually aware, because that usually doesn't happen. Uh, being aware, well, I, I can go into a meditation and I could have a spirit. Like talking in tongues. How many people believe it's a good thing? In the old, old, old days, they believed it was a good thing. Today, they still believe it's a good thing. What are they saying? Nobody can understand it. So what good's hearing something that you can't understand? Like I said, if an angel's going to talk to you, are they going to talk to you in, in some other foreign language and then leave and then you're supposed to figure out what they said in some other language that's not on planet Earth? So it's so much programming. And now when an angel comes to you, they work on your character, your personality, what you think you want and what you think you know. Anything, whether a demon comes to you, uh, a deity. Now, there is a difference between all three. And there's a reason why different ones would come to you. Unaware souls usually don't meet with the deity, ever. Because there's no reason they would, there was no way they would relate to it. Now, demons will come to anything that's open and available, which means most people have no protection, so they're all open towards it. And they can get used by it without any awareness of it, as they are in the present moment in this time frame in our world right now, they're all being used that, that have no protection are being used by it. That is why crime, rape, abuse, 
all those things, drinking drugs, everything's escalating. Nothing's going down. Nothing's stopping. Because the programming of removing God from schools, removing God from everywhere, removing anything that can protect the person so that they don't hear it or even understand it. So children nowadays, they don't know about prayer in a good way or prayer about God or anything what God is. They know a program. And now children are all they being told, we're all one. We're all what? One what? One fool? One idiot? One, one sick mind? So to accept that, which most people do now, the New Age movement, I, 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 I call myself part of that when it first started. And the more it, it grew into what it is, the less I took responsibility for being part of it. I said, I'm not a New Age person. Uh, I'm not in a New Age religion. New Age means you're creating a new reality for God, spirit, and whatever you want to make and stick in it. Uh, reality, to me, is being aware of the truth. There is no truth that a man can perceive or accept until they prove it to themselves or should accept. Now, when Moses came off the mountain, he was given truth. All right? Not not this bad truth or lock the laws like you can't smoke marijuana. I mean, he was given ten simple laws. He didn't write them out. He, he didn't have the space on the stone to write each one out, but he put them down in, deep, in rough ideas. Uh, respect comes from both, the parent and the child. So it's a two-way thing. Uh, honor and respect. That, that's one thing. Uh, all, the, all the things in the Ten Commandments are simple laws to live by. They're not complicated. Now, when a New Age movement comes in and they say, well, we don't need laws. Well, you're saying you don't need truth, you don't need a reality, and you don't need any guidelines to live by. That means complete chaos. If there's no foundation, no no guides, people that control the situation, it is complete chaos. Yes. So until we go through that, will we ever get back to where we what we started from, which was Atlantis. But outside of all that, getting back to demons and, and Lucifer and aliens, they don't want that to happen, ever. They don't want us to become spiritually aware because we all would leave planet Earth. Imagine you didn't have to eat, didn't have to go to the bathroom, and you didn't have to die. Wouldn't that sound a lot better than what we're going through now? You wouldn't experience pain. Well, that sounds a thousand times better than where we're living, doesn't it? So to say that we're living in heaven, like heaven's here and now. No, it's not. We're not in heaven. To say that, you're, you're, you're looking outside a, a, a black glass. Uh, you're not looking through a clear glass. So if you want to live in that situation, it's your choice. But we need to move beyond that now, not tomorrow. Because in that, all these people that think they're spiritually aware or aware, a lot of people don't even like to use the word they're religious, or, well, they'll say they're spiritual, but they won't say they're religious. Because most people are already convinced and programmed that religion means a, a dogma situation. Well, sadly to say, man, not religion, turned it into dogma. Now, man himself has free thinking. But in his own program mind, in his own dogma, he doesn't want to go outside of a box. And I, I just got into this with my partner. All right, go ahead. Yes. What do you want to say? Yeah, Zoroastrian religion is based on the belief that the world is a battleground between good and evil forces. 
with far-reaching consequences for humanity. Depending upon which side they join, Zoroastrian texts vary in their interpretation of the epic battle. According to the one version, Ahura Mazda is constantly opposed by an evil being called an Angra uh, Mainioa. Uh, the battle between the two will continue until the end of creation when God will ultimately triumph and confine the evil to one particular region, the hell. According to another version of the Zerusian, at the beginning of the creation, Ahura Mazda created the twin spirits, the good Espanta Mainu and other name Angra Mainu or Ahrima. So, uh, well, again, all right, I studied 14 religions on the physical world, and I studied multiple uh, experiences in the inner worlds by different masters and beings and all that. Now, religion is a man-made word. The idea of following anybody, anything, uh, is limited, uh, and it means control. So... You can go back as far as the Hindus, whatever you want. When deities were in control, they played God. They treated humans like their puppets. All right. I work with them. I know how they act, how they feel, and what they do. And they can do anything here because they're little gods. They can affect anything. Now, when you mix little gods, demons, and aliens together, you've got a real conflict, conflict to deal with. And it's a major problem because each one of them's putting subliminal ideas out there to this world, keeping it under their control. Lucifer wants us here so that it would have a world that it can play with, period. If we all left, Lucifer would be standing there by himself, which it doesn't want. Now, deities play God. They, they allow people to unfold one level to the astral plane because there's, th- there's three deities on the astral plane. Uh, that that soul has to go past. Whether people understand that, it doesn't matter. When you get there, you will, but not before. Oh, I can go into the highway. You don't go anywhere. No matter what your mind perceives into the higher realms until the body dies and soul is totally aware of itself. Now, when you step out of your body, do you know your spirit guides? Because they're the ones who are going to teach you how to move through the whole astral plane and get into the next realm. All right. Are but you, you have to listen about to them. OBE, sir? OBE? Out of body, yes. Uh, it's, I call it soul travel, astral, not astral projection, but even though astral projection means you're going into the astral world. But if right. you do that without a guide, you're not learning anything. Because you're going right. to be in chaos. You're not going to be taken anywhere that's going to help you grow spiritually. Now, when you work with your guides or your angels, they know how much you need to move forward to take another step becoming spiritually aware. So if you never meet them, you're not going to take those steps because you're still going to be thinking about your family and friends and everything else when you leave this planet. Now, soul holds on to that. Not that it has to, but it does. Because soul doesn't, soul's kind of open. I mean, it accepts ideas and holds on to them. It's the same as the mind does. But when soul becomes aware, and realizes its past lives and, and realizes the experiences, it doesn't have to be fit back into the same experiences in this lifetime. So that means it can move forward incredibly 
when a person perceives the next step out of that. So when we go back to when we were dealing with these guides or angels, you need to challenge them. And I go into that on and off, but I'm going to go into it a little more today because I just feel the only thing that's important right now is nothing anybody's talking about. When people say uh, going to meditation, meditation is to the mind. It's not meditating to God. There's a big difference. If you perceive nothingness, you see nothingness. Right. So when you work on trying to find God, you're working on something much higher, and then you start finding it. And when you do, reality changes at every level. Every experience you have is different because the experiences here are not important. Oh, everything here is important. You were programmed to believe that. If you're programmed into believing having a family over and over is important, you're going to keep doing it. I say until you can step out of the box that you're in, will you ever see anything beyond the box? If you're happy inside the box and everybody tells you you're in, a, in heaven inside your little box, you're going to stay there. If you take a little child, put him in a cage, feed him, tell him good things all the time, they're not going to know anything different, and they're not going to want to do anything different. I know in Jersey City, when I lived down there, they had a girl in a cage for nine years. And believe it or not, people around knew it. Oh, that's the guy with the, the girl in the cage. They knew it. Nobody ever, well, for, for many years, went out of their way to turn this guy in, the family. So you, you live Is by the way true? you're what? Is that true? The soul is in the body of the human. It's like a cage. Let's put it that way. When human dies, the soul gets free and goes to ascension. It goes to well, the higher it, uh, places. Is that is that okay, the, here, good, what, uh, the word? You're right. Well, that's what really happens. But the word is ascending. Soul doesn't go to yes. ascension because it dies. Ascension. Only a few beings through our history of this world went through ascension. I know TJ talks about ascension a lot. She created a whole teaching and everything about ascension. But ascension is not ascending. Ascending means you move to a higher level or move to a different place. So, yeah, you ascend yeah, into the plane. But ascension until, means until you become with grow. God one. Until you become with the God no, one no, at that, one place. That, I mean, you okay. keep going to different, like a class one, you, uh, okay. class two, Here's, class three. Let me tell you this. And, wait, wait, wait. I, and, and I'm telling you, this is coming as truth from me, from, from spirit, not from ego or mind. Nobody yes. ever attains oneness with God. You can be one with God, but that oneness idea, no. You can say, I'm with God. Do you understand God? Do you know what God thinks, feels, and does? No, you don't. So to say you're one with God, you don't ever become that. You will always, for infinity, be trying to get next to God. Now, the only thing that makes that incredible, every step you take gets a thousand times better. When you go from the astral plane to the mental plane, it's a thousand times better. When you go from the third world to the fourth world, it's a thousand times better. When you go from the fourth realm to the fifth realm, it's, a, it's probably a hundred thousand times better. When you leave the soul plane, it's infinity better. So every step, but you're not directly with God, ever. It's like uh, saying, is it uh, that true? 
that those people like Charles Manson and all those people who uh, they injected themselves, I mean, uh, they had to kill them with the special, uh, you know, uh, medications. But they, they were very peaceful. Actually, they didn't fight it. They probably well, no, no, no. Charles Manson, Charles Manson's still alive. Oh, is that right? Or, I mean, the other guy. There was another guy similar to that. There's so well, many of them, you know, forget. Well, that. you know, but, but, some people but, are so down, down on themselves because of what they did. They realize that, and they realize they're going to have to pay for it. And they accept that they're going to have to stop paying for it. Now, where they go is a different story. It's not like they just go to hell and stay there. Every soul... God only did, and, and here's another thing you will not hear anybody else ever say. You will not. God can destroy any soul it wants to. Not the story where soul can be neither created nor destroyed. No, God created all the souls that are here. It can destroy anyone it needs to or wants to if it has to. All right. If there's a soul that goes from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime destroying reality, it will destroy it. Uh, whether people want to accept that or not, that's their choice. But it's true, and I can only tell you because I witnessed it. But as far as the idea that bad people go to hell and stay there, that's not true either. Because killing somebody, raping somebody, knocking somebody out, it's karma. And that's what you pay. Yeah. You, you pay it back, uh, no matter how bad karma, or good it is. But you pay is it right? back. Good karma, bad karma. Is that true? It's, yes. The only thing different about it is the time that it takes you to pay it back. If you rob a bank or you rob your piggy bank, I mean, it's different karma. You rob your, your brother's piggy bank. Or if you, if you shoot somebody or you shoot 100 people, there's different karma. The only thing different about it is the time that it's going to take you to pay it back. Now, yes. I, I told this story already. I, I don't want to go into it in detail. I met a famous person, a famous writer. One of the most, his book was on the number one list for two years. And he said he killed 44 people for the government. And he said he will reincarnate a hundred times probably to pay that back. He knew that and accepted that. And he's doing more for the United States on, for a particular group of people than anybody else inside the United States. So he's working on paying his karma. So being aware that karma exists, being aware and ready to pay it back is also as important. If you say, well, I got rid of my karma. No, you didn't. Somebody healed you. No, they didn't. They made you believe that and you accept it. But when you leave this planet, no matter who you went to for healings and all those other things, karma comes due. And all the pain that you were supposed to suffer in this lifetime and you didn't, you've got to pay it back. It doesn't go away. So yeah, you're going to come back again, maybe twice now because you, you, you goofed off and tried to give somebody else the pain or let them take it from you. So it's a matter of just realizing yourself is soul. There's nothing you're going to learn on this planet outside of that that's going to be beneficial to you when you die. You think, I mean, feeding the dog, feeding the cat, cleaning the, cleaning the toilet bowl. I mean, all those things. You think you can do any of that when you leave this realm. No, you're not. So every experience, so you're not going to be building that, Sorry, is that true that the death is the starting of the new life? Death is a different lifestyle. You're still the same. It's still you. Uh, you don't become an angel when you die. You don't become super spiritual because you die. You're still you. You're still aware of what you're aware of. 
And right. Until but, you but, but break you go to the different dimension, different dimension that the soul. You only go to the as, as you only go to the astral plane, period. When most souls die, that's where they go. They don't go into these other higher dimensions. Realms, I mean, there's, it's like schools. There's different schools you can go to in places. I mean, in a reality for wording uh, and things you can do there because you can do different things there than you can do here. But things can just disappear there. You can't do that here. So it's so different. So it, it's, it's like learning how to fly... Here, you can't, no matter what you put on your body, no matter what you put around your body, no matter what you hold on to, you're not going to fly by yourself. Sure, you can get in a plane and things like that, but you're not flying. You can't zoom in with your body to the moon or to Mars or to travel through the universe and things with your body for real. So it's so different. Uh, soul is incredible when you experience it. And what I say, and I tell people over and over, you need to experience that before you die. Or you will uh, never understand true? death. Uh, the okay. Swedish, uh, in Sweden, is a custom. If a person is dying, they open the door for them. And they say, so soul can get out and go, you know. Otherwise, you know. You know, it, it may stay. here's the thing. Mankind has screwed many things up. Now, I didn't want to go into this because I'm trying to keep up with angels and, and everything else, but I'm going to keep this for a couple minutes. Uh, sure. Everybody heard of the Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project? Yes, yes. yes. And Sergeant L18 and I was up at the vortex. What was created when that happened? It put a rip between the astral plane and the physical world, an actual rip. It's like in the movies when you see a, a gateway open and stuff. It did that. Which allowed, it didn't allow people out. It allowed things in. So different entities and creatures and beings and all those things came through into this reality. And they're only starting to come out now. Mm -hmm. As far as more solid and more real. But uh, that's what happened when that was created. The government's still trying to close that, which they can't. All right, now, Sergeant 18 is opening his own show again. I'll be on it, on and off with him when, I, when he brings me on and stuff like that. But uh, you need to listen to that show as well if you want to be a little more aware of what really happened and what went down, what's going down right now. Uh, none of us are 100% as far as this physical reality because it's changing constantly because of sick people, not because of God. God's not changing our reality. We are, and we're making it worse and worse every day. So uh, when these things came through, we were filming them. Sajel and I were up at this vortex day after day, and we filmed and saw incredibly different, weird, strange things. Uh, it was nonstop. Maybe one, t one out of ten days we wouldn't see anything. But uh, usually there was always something outrageous happening, sounds and creatures and I mean, from invisible dragons to creatures running down a river that were invisible that had these spheres chasing them. I mean, I can go on. It's just incredible. I filmed this little spaceship that was like six, about six inches big, what I would say, but it was like three feet from me. Uh, but there's things that we don't perceive. We perceive things by size and time. Dimensional beings and creatures and entities do not. Yeah. Size can change. 
And what I was going to get into as well today, how big do you think an angel is? Mm-hmm. In their body, in their natural state, how big do you think they are? The same is, what do you think they really look like? I mean, yes. all the pictures show them with wings and halos. The, the reason why they gave them wings is because they, they flew around. So, and the only perception man had to fly, you need wings. So they put wings on them. Now the idea, a being of light, and this is a fact, and there's not many people on this planet that can do it or do, radiate a ring of light which is super big around them. But many people can see it. If you're open and you use your uh, aura reading ability, which everybody has, you can perceive that and see that. And that's why they draw this light around them. They always do it around the head because because of the third eye and different things. So that's where soul usually leaves. It could leave the body through the stomach or the feet, but it usually leaves to the forehead or the or the or the top of the head, the crown. Uh, so when we're talking about that, it's incredible if you can see it. So is that uh, I'm sure you are uh, no. If you don't know, please research it, my friend. Rene, R E I N E E. Passaro, P-A-S-A-R-O-W apostrophe S near that experience. She had five times, one, uh, five times. The first time she was 16 years old uh, in La Crosse, Santa California, become unconscious following an allergic food reaction and had one of the most transcendental NDEs ever documented. Rina's account, her wonderful NDE in the video, and people can watch it too, which is highly recommended viewing. Her NDE is notable for many reasons. One reason is that she instantaneously traveled back into the time to witness the entire evolution and history of the human race. Well, here's something I'll tell you. All right. I had over five death experiences in my life, just so you know, all right? Yes. Uh, and I went as far as up as, as close as the God as soul can ever get. Uh, so, yeah, I can go on. But the story of life changes because the beginning of man uh, is always not going to be revealed to mankind because it would change and alter and shatter every belief system that's here. And, and that's not what it's for. Uh, and now, going back and forth through time, we rearrange history itself. So uh, the Pleiadians are from the future, and they only come back here to make sure that we don't destroy the present. Because if you destroy right. the present, you destroy the future. So mm-hmm. again, when she says what she saw, it's her perception. If she's still in the physical body, which she was when she said that, she's still perceiving what mind translated it into. And I'll tell you this, I dealt with I listened to everybody that had out-of-body experiences. Ninety percent of them have no clue what really happened. Oh, I met an angel and they sent me back. I met my mother, they sent me back. I met my grandfather, they sent me back. Or I met with Jesus and he sent me back. It's not like that. The well, mind. I mean, is, yeah, go, are you absolutely. Uh, maybe some of them, as you mentioned, but this one is exceptional case because uh, meeting her deceased uncle at end of the tunnel. So you mean that she's wrong or she's right? But you have to she's read wrong. her story. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? When you go to the other side, you can. 
All right. If they're still there, soul doesn't stay there. Most souls have to reincarnate. And they'll stay there five to ten years. And you're talking about people ten, fifteen years, their mother died, and now they're going to meet their mom on a yes plane. And, and you know, it's funny. They never get involved with what they're doing. How many people can talk about what people are doing on the Esther plane? What's your mom doing? Okay, you met with her. What is she doing there? Oh, she's happy. Happy doing what? Nobody gets into that part of it. When you say you meet your grandmother, your grandfather, that's because the mind, again, only knows that. It doesn't know deities. It doesn't know God. It doesn't know anything about the light. So it's going to perceive whatever the mind can fill in. So the experience when a person comes back, I can tell you mine, they were all incredible. Nothing to do with the physical reality, ever. So when these people come back and say, well, uh, I wasn't allowed to, you're allowed to stay there if you're there, period. It's that simple. It's mine saying, well, I better not stay here. I can't stay here. And yeah, I'm going to see my grandmother tell me that I shouldn't stay here. It's an excuse. Soul makes, I mean, mind makes excuses for everything it perceives because it doesn't understand it. The images that these people perceive, how important are they? Oh, I'm going to meet my grandmother and stay there when I go. Uh, if you're in a beautiful place, if you ever went to the mental plane, uh, it's really, really hard to come back here. When you travel and you go into the higher realms, it's hard to stay here. I'm not attached to this world at all. The only thing that keeps me here right now is my partner and my dog. Nothing else. There's no reason for this reality, the sickness, the people, the consciousness, what they perceive, what they think, what they feel, how they go about dealing with that feelings and emotions. It's all perverted. And when you hear money get involved, oh, you need to make money, you need to be... It's not about any of that, ever. I mean, and I and I, I will be going into Jesus' story for real because it's more important now than ever. What he taught, what he was teaching, which nobody ever listened to or understood. Because when we think about letting go of everything, what's that mean? When he told his, his followers to let go of their family, his children, how many people today would do that? None. Well, maybe one here and there, but... Actually, we have about 88,000 near-death experiences in the United States every year. Is that true? I mean, they, we ha they have a club, actually. You can go to their clubs in uh, Hawaii, to any of the states. They have a club, and every month they gather, and they share their story to other near-death experienced people. I mean, Well, here's uh, the thing. So well, no, no. Well, look, the numbers don't matter. And, and this is something that wasn't in the Bible, but I heard Jesus say it. He said, the most spiritual path will have the least followers. Always. Because people that follow a path need a following. They need groups of people to be associated with. It's not a, I mean, an individual path is what soul comes here for. And then it's programmed to accept the reality that it has to be with people and all these other things have to be part of it, which is not true. Yes. So, uh, I'm only talking from direct experience. When I talk about Jesus from my past life and being with, with him, all right, my, my newest book, The True Teachings of Jesus from God Realization, is based on that. Uh, I go into a lot of different things, but that's the main part of the foundation of the book. Because mankind has never understood Jesus. The Catholics and the Protestants have no clue what Jesus was teaching. They abused it and twisted it to mean love, and forgiveness. 
which aren't two things that change reality because love is being destroyed at every moment in this reality. The same as uh, forgiveness. You don't get forgiven for whatever you do. If they even read the Bible, in Revelations, the back part of Revelations, it says what can't be forgiven. And it's everything that these people think they're being forgiven for. So you can't say, I'm following a religion and not understand it, which most people do. If you don't read the Bible, you have no clue what the Bible says. If you don't understand the Bible, you don't even know what they're saying. And if you're not aware, you can't translate the truth from the lies in the Bible. So it's delusional to say, I read the Bible and, and I'll, I'll quote this phrase. Quoting a phrase? Does that change reality? Does that change people? People are conditioned to believe that we're people. We're soul. And when Jesus talked about soul being eternal, it didn't mean uh, the body. The Egyptians thought the body would be internal too because they'd have to come back into the body. They didn't understand soul. The, the alien races that the Egyptians worked with didn't understand it as well. And they don't understand God. And I put my life on the line and I'll challenge any alien that comes to this planet any given day about God because they don't know. And to say that uh, they're God, good. Right. Uh, and this uh, Rene uh, was also shown catastrophic earth changes, which were result of human conflict on this planet, suggest that earth and everything, it is a single giant organism. She described the earth changes as follows. At the same time, with the wonderful process, there was a great chaos and destruction going on on the world. There was a great breakdown in all our institutions and systems, as we are witnessing. Governmental, as we're witnessing. Educational, we're witnessing. Religious, we're witnessing. Intellectual and scientific. The breakdown was such, the society was reduced to bands of the people acting like wolves who were filled with hatred, selfishness, and darkness. Go ahead, sir. Well, you, wait, wait. No, see... All right, that's mind talking, all right? If this whole world was destroyed, soul wouldn't be destroyed. It doesn't matter. Soul would be put back on another planet. But here's the thing. Revelation goes into that in great detail, all right? It says that in great detail. So that's – now, Billy Myers, who worked with an alien race, the play agents, came out with 50 – no, he came out with 100 things that are going to happen. And 89 of them came true already. All right, 50 years ago, he wrote it in 1950, well, a long time, it was 1950-something when he came out with that, and sent that letter to every government around the world. All right, he totally believed in and knew it, and all those things came true. So that doesn't mean anything, because what's happening, the world has been destroyed multiple times, but it was never completely destroyed. For man needs to stay here, because it has to have somewhere to come back to eventually. And planet Earth is the most suitable place for it to come back. When, when soul does move beyond the physical realm, Earth will be destroyed. But mankind's not ready to go beyond this realm of reality. And that's why Mars, Jupiter, and Venus, and the moon uh, are really hot topics for where we're going to be, what we're going to do, and where we're going to stay in the future. But, now, I will say this. I was friends with uh, Al Bielik. And uh, he was the only one that I believe went back in time and that's still alive, well, was still alive at the time that came back to talk about it. Now, 
He also said he went to the future. He went to 2039. All right. Now, I can tell so you... So, remote robot cycles. thing. Is that, that remote viewing? And is no, that no, no, no. He went... Viewing? No, no. Time travel is not remote viewing. Remote viewing means you're doing it through your body. Time travel means there's a machine you go in and it brings you back in time, which he did. Right. Then he went forward in time. But when he saw 2039... And it was put on AOL three times in six months now. And I, I'm really amazed that they did that. AOL is not the kind of support that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, so here's the thing. When we, when we talk about Al Bielik, when he went back in time, somebody was killed. And then he came forward in time. But the government wanted to send him back in time to protect the person that got killed to make sure that somebody else died. And he was offered $4 million in 1997 to do that. I don't know if he did or not. He wouldn't tell me. But he said he was going to do it. Uh, well, uh, somebody asked me a question. I'll hold that question. Let me finish this thought or I'll lose it. Uh, when Albielik went uh, back in time, he probably did change history again. Because when, when the first person died, it changed the people in politics say that the great-grandfather of, of, the, of Trump died, Trump wouldn't be here, would he? So they had to make sure that they rearranged that part of history. All right. Now, when he went to 2039, what he saw was one-third about of the population of the planet on floating cities, and all those cities were basically run by robots. So, meaning, mankind's not needed anymore, which they're not needed now. All right, why do you think they're really poisoning people, making people sick, and everything else? So, yeah, people don't want to think about, oh, no, that's not... Think about it. Think why they would put poisoning in drugs and make drugs non-cure things to cure people and make them better. Everything's to prolong sickness to make medical bills go up higher so the medical companies can make more money. It's only about money, not about life or soul. So getting back to Albielik, when he said that to me, all right, he was dealing with the future. Now, we'll see. I'm not going to be here in 2039, but uh, some people that will be. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're changing so dramatically. Right now, within the past couple of years, everything's becoming automatic and robots and computerized things, driving a car, driving a plane, driving our everything. It's going to change greatly. Every 10 years, the system takes a giant leap forward. All right, and it's basically like it takes 25 years, squeezes them together, and jumps another 25 years. So, so a lot of jobs are going to be lost, my friend. Well, there a won't be any jobs. jobs. Going, yeah, there, there will be. I mean, eighty percent, eighty percent of jobs uh, globally will be lost, including the United States. So even McDonald's will hire uh, robots. Well, robots. Uh, then they don't have to worry about the sexual harassment. They don't need right. to worry about uh, well, you know, other thing. things, uh, pay raise and pay staff. They, I mean, they don't pay them anything because All right. they work. What they do need, free. what they do need, what they do need, is food. So once they get the robots able to grow and start the farms, they don't need people to do farming. Then they don't yes. need people. All right. Uh, realize a robot can work seven days a week, twenty-four hours day and night. Absolutely. The only jobs that are going to be critical is working on robots, working on computers. Nothing else is so, going to be important. Yeah, exactly. 
So uh, if you're thinking about becoming an artist, I mean, people that have money still want pictures in their house. I mean, there's little jobs that will be out there. But you won't be making all the kind of money that you'll be making if you fix the, this robot. And here's a, just – I don't want to stay on this topic, but I work for a company uh, that made uh, – what's the – Caviar, Cresca. It was a, an import company, and they imported Caviar and all these outrageous, expensive things. Like they huh. also worked – the company that was part of them was Wrigley's Chewing yes. Gum Company. Huh. All right, they have a machine. I'm just, let me say, say this. They had a machine that prints out the orders. It prints out 100 orders every minute. 100 orders every minute. It broke. This technician came in. He gets paid $25,000 to fix the machine in like, he has to fix it in like 10 minutes. Realize how many millions of dollars they're losing every minute that machine stays down. And this was when I was young. I just got out of school, and I was working, trying to get a job, and I was working as an electrician, and I'm working in this electric company. Well, we didn't touch that machine. They had this high-tech come in. They, yeah. they put him on a time watch, and they, at a split second, they say, okay, and then he's got to go and fix the machine. But uh, now, see, these jobs that pay incredible money, like even in the casinos. I was a magician half of my life. A, a yes. professional card magician gets paid $25 a half hour to sit in games that they know that there's people stealing. People, magicians play in the casinos trying to steal money all the time. And they need to find these people that can read cards and do different things, replace the, yes. the dice and all those kind of things. And they get paid to watch these people and catch them. So, but again, if they don't catch them, they lose lots of money. And it's only based on money. It's not a based on giving a guy a nice job. We don't need football, baseball, hockey, boxing, and all them getting paid millions of dollars. Those things should be outdated and taken away. But no, they're going to take away the jobs you need to make money to survive, to buy your food for your, for your morning, noon, and night meals. So I don't want to stay with this. I want to go back to the topic that I was on. Uh, sorry, Mike. Uh, with that, I want to go back to this whole thing with angels, all right? Learning about your angels and working with them, finding them, understanding them. Making sure that they're an angel and they're that they got the right purpose for you. Now, I want to talk about agenda while we talk about angels. Everything that exists has an agenda, whether it's a conscious awareness of the agenda it has or a subconscious agenda. I mean, a lion right. attacks an animal to eat it with an unconscious agenda. It needs to eat. Now, you, when you get hungry, I need to eat. You go out and buy a meal and you eat. So it's a conscious agenda to go out and eat. So there's two different agendas of, 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 of what we deal with. But everything that lives has an agenda. So if you meet an alien, if you meet an angel, or if you meet Lucifer, they all have their agenda. That agenda is critical to whether it fits into what you call your agenda. Now, they want you to be part of their agenda, not your agenda. They don't want to become part of your idea of what they think is right or wrong. So a soul that goes out of the body and meets with an angel. Now, if you don't find your soul, your soul guide or your angel, and you say, oh, there's an angel. Could you work with me? And they say, yes, their agenda is not what you need. Well, he's an angel. Angels is just like college. Well, I graduated college. Does that make you spiritual? No. 
Does yeah. it help you understand God? No. So an agenda is what you learn in life and death. Multiple lifetimes gives you an agenda. And usually when you go through it many times, your agenda is I want to let go of the physical realm and the astral plane. And your agenda is to move on spiritually. That's your agenda. Whether it's to stay here and have families, that's your agenda. But every soul, I mean, animals have an agenda, whether they're aware of it or not. And maybe they're a lot more aware of it than most people understand. Like in a bee colony or an ant colony, their agenda is to follow the queen no matter what she wants, period. They give their lives to that queen, period, no matter what. There's no, they don't have their own agenda. Okay, when you say queen, are you referring to the queen of London or different queen? No, the queen of an ant colony. The oh, queen of queen a bee of colony. Uh, and they will give, yeah, I'm talking about that kind of a queen. Uh, they give their life to that. And I, I watched that when I was little. I had two ant colonies for a year and a half. And I used to watch them all the time. Uh, no queen. They don't kill each other. But you put another army from another species, they'll kill each other instantly. There's no difference in their agenda. It's, it's a program which is set no matter what happens. If there's no queen, they will go crazy and kill each other. If there's a queen, any colony will accept the queen. It's kind of bizarre. I mean, it's, it's like... Uh, Trump came out and said, I mean, his wife came out and said she's the queen. The world would follow just because she's the queen. Uh, not not going to happen. But in an ant colony or a bee colony, you put a queen there, the colonies become one and they all join to do what the queen wants them to do. It's a different uh, awareness. It's a different, a lot of different things. But I always watched it and thought it was amazing how these little tiny creatures have that much awareness to understand the queen without talking to her, without any of those things that we perceive as communication uh, but in reality there's something con- connecting them they're all one with the queen so when we all say we're all one you're going to be one with one thing whatever that is and it's sure not going to be God so because that queen isn't God the same as that ant the uh, queen ant isn't God so uh, the perception getting back to agenda when we work with angels we need to work on that in great detail now I'm going to stay with this because I, I promised a couple people that I would talk about it because they really want to know. They think they okay. work with angels. Go ahead. What? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, my friend. I forgot your beautiful name uh, from Aloha. Tommy. 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 Yes. Yeah. Tommy, my friend. Yeah. I sorry. I apologize. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. I I will listen to your show later on, but I have to go some, uh, somewhere. Sure. And so right. anyway, I appreciate you. Thank you very right. much. What I want to say to you. Aloha <laughs> again to you. All right, get in touch with TJ. You should become part of our group. Uh, We're going to try to set it up so it's an organization. You become part of the organization. And this way you can have more time to talk and things like that, okay? Okay, I I, I do my best. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Okay, now now this whole thing about angels. uh, It's critical. Spirit guides, whatever the word you need that makes you feel good about finding one. Because in that, in that realm, we each uh, have this ability to do different things in our life. And what do you want to attain again? What, what, what is your focus? What is the ultimate goal? What do you want to leave? In, in, I mean, they always say walk and leave no footprints. Well, then you really didn't need to be here. Uh, if you can leave good footprints that will lead them somewhere, it's a good thing to leave footprints. 
If it's going to take somebody out of a tunnel that they're trapped in, it's good to leave footprints there for them. So there's a lot of ways to look at things. So, oh, now, I want to, I got two questions that I got to answer. Now, aliens, demons are souls. Creations from God, right. Sent here for the physical realm. To the physical realm, yes. All right. Now, the other question was, uh, where was it? Oh. Four races that left Atlantis. Are these souls were one time pure, no karma? Well, when they left, when they left Atlantis, they were pure. Their karma was spilled. All right. And that's why they did have the ability or were able to leave. Uh, the race of each of those races did attain higher levels. Uh, so that just shows we could do it as a race or a species, attain a higher level, but not the way people are telling us to attain it. Meditation alone is not the answer. Prayer alone or prayer any which way is not the answer. So there's multiple things that have to be accomplished within ourselves before that's even slightly possible. So now, when we work with angels and we give credit to angels, we can perceive anything that happens as good or bad. And if we feel it's good, uh, it was an angel. So now, the separation between angels, all right, a good angel and a bad angel. If something bad happens, we usually don't say a bad angel. We'll say a demon or something else. We don't want to give angels a bad name. But what is a good angel? How do we know what a good angel is and what, what, what are they there for? Well, if you go through all through history, which I think people should understand, they don't have to accept it or not, but angels only came here for certain reasons. Now, to give a prophecy which was going to happen, which did happen, when Noah met with an angel, when Lot met with his angel, and he was told what to do. I mean, they're told this is what has to happen. Uh, now, Judas, on the other hand, was dealing with a, a living being who was pure and was given something to do, which he did. Whether people want to realize that, accept that, or say blah, blah, blah. No, he wasn't evil. He didn't do it for money, which... They had to abuse it because they don't understand how close Judas was to Jesus. Judas was one of Jesus' closest disciples. Thomas was was also the second closest to Jesus. Uh, there was a few more, but most of them were like Paul. Uh, not Paul, sorry. I, Peter wasn't that close. But... Uh, when we talk about this, when we go to angels and we're, we're trying to find out a good angel that we're going to work with, well, you put it into spirit. Say, I need to be guided. I'm looking for the right person, being to work with. Allow it to get filled because those angels that are working with you hear you. Whether you think they do or not, they do. Now, they'll make the decision, are you ready? Are you willing? And will you listen? They're not going to spend time working with somebody that's not going to listen. They're not going to take you somewhere if you're not going to learn from where they take you. Now, the abusive part of it, when somebody gets something, 
and they push it into physical reality. My angel told me to do this. Now, Moses said that, that it was God, but uh, he was working with an angel. But uh, Moses said, God said this, and he didn't listen. But uh, if you're told by your angel to do something, will you listen? If not, the angel knows that. They could read your aura. They could read you. Do you think they need to waste their time on people that are going to waste their time? They're already enlightened, much higher than we are. So do you think they want to put their time on somebody that's just going to take their time, that they could be working with somebody else that's ready to move forward? This is about souls ready to move on. God created hell, planet Earth, to make souls grow, not to become dormant, stagnant, sick and perverted. But man's mind and ego take that program and reinstill it within their consciousness again over and over because of aliens. So we don't move forward. Now, when a person picks an angel or they accept your angel, you do need to challenge it. Well, I felt love and, and they guided me and they protected me. Well, just so you know, and this is a sad thing to hear, and I mean, you might not want to. Angels are not all good. The same as they're not all bad. They're very much kind of like if you would say that about a human. We're not all bad. We're not all good. But uh, they have their agenda. They have their learning abilities that they learned. And they're allowed to play with it now, whatever that was. So when an angel comes to you, and they say, you need to travel here with me and I'm going to show you things and stuff beyond the physical realm. Are you going to listen? Or are you just going to think it's a game? I mean, being out of the body is an incredible experience alone. Uh, never mind going somewhere and seeing things and all that. It's not always past lives. It's, they will if you need them. If you can't do that yourself, they, they'll help you do that as well. But here's what I was going to say. The abuse comes in. When some famous person, like say, and this is, I'm just saying it, it's back for them. When Muhammad met with his angel, which was Gabriel, which is what he said. The first time he met with it, he didn't know who, who the angel was. All right. Next time he meets him, oh, you're Gabriel. How did he know that? By what other people told him? And these people were working with Gabriel on what? Learning what? See, you have to follow every story, whether it's yours or somebody else's, and find it out and put it out there in great detail. Lay it out. Look at all the directions it's going to go, what it pulls in, what it entails, how many of those things really fit to what we're talking about or what you're talking about. When, when Muhammad said Gabriel gave him these 36 prophecies or sayings, whatever, kind of like the Ten Commandments. Uh, don't believe me. Read them. Pull them up online and see what they were. See how Gabriel contradicts what he says every three, three sentences. Now, if he's really working with Gabriel, it wasn't Gabriel that was, con was twisting what he said. It was Muhammad. Because they contradict about being talking to everybody, then talking to nobody. Be with everybody, be with nobody. It's a contradictory. Every every third one of them. So uh, read it, and you can see it. So now, who is Gabriel really working with? Why did he assume it was Gabriel? What's Gabriel as an angel look like? 
what does he want to teach us? What it says in those prophecies, uh, what he said to Muhammad. Uh, everybody wants to make think that spiritual beings need to tell us that we need to love each other. I mean, you either know that or you don't. It's not a complicated situation. Compassion's not like, well, I'm going to have to go to college for 10 years to learn what, well, most people might have to, to even start understanding what compassion means. And they still might not. Compassion comes within. It comes from not from without. So, I hope you're getting something out of today. If you listen to this, whenever you do, again, I tell you, please tell your friends to listen. Make them listen. Bring them over to your house and make them listen one time. And see how angry they get or see how frustrated. People hate the truth. Especially when it doesn't agree with their truth. Sure, I disagree with a lot of truth because it's not true. And I proved it to myself. If you can do that, then you have the right to object to it. Why prove my angel's real? How? Well, I was in a car accident and I was pulled out of the car. Why? I mean, I know a guy working with the Anunnaki said the same thing. Not the Anunnaki, the... Uh, the uh, tall whites, or one, not the tall whites, the other ones. I'm bad with names. The other ones with the right, white robes, gold hair, blue eyes. The Nordics. All right. Uh, and he believes that. I said, you can believe what you want. Because they saved you from a car accident. Uh, you're suddenly in good hands now. And, and no, no lie, I was at a UFO conference about three years ago, next to Area 51. And, uh, he was doing this lecture on that. There was another person speaking on her programming on a ship going to Mars for the government uh, and me. And uh, I was going on, and I challenged him. I said, okay, they saved your life from the car. What else did they do for you? And you know what he said? Many, many, many things. And I said, really? Name one. He couldn't name one other thing. I said, all these things, they're helping you all the time. Well, they do everything for me. Like what? And he still couldn't answer. When you challenge people on truth, they fall apart. If you're dealing with the truth, it will shatter the truth. Just as in Yemel Tabas, it said the truth will destroy the lies always. But it has to be the truth. Because another lie will just get complicated and lost and, and brought into the lie itself. Which most people do. So, now, well, the experiences we have, oh, it could have been, or we give it images. We, the mind perceives images that it knows. If, if an angel looked like uh, the Terminator, uh, the creature, or whatever, or an alien from the Alien movie, uh, would you listen to it? Would you think you should listen to it? But do you perceive, do you understand what body, soul has to take? Do you think it has to take this physical body in the astral plane? It doesn't. Never mind when it comes back into this reality, does it have to take the physical body? Of course not. There's many worlds it could take on on the bodies if its karma is right. I mean, I, I'm not going to say every when you die, an alien can take on another person's body, which they're trying to do now. They won't want to come into this supposedly golden age we're supposed to go into. But that will never happen until the world is rearranged. Completely. Now, to sit around, and I'm going to say this, I know people are not going to like it, especially Christians, to think Jesus is going to come back and save your butt 
Uh, really? Do you really believe it's worth saving? And why? What do you do for reality, for God, for spirit, for soul, that would make it important for them to save your butt? Think about it. Why go to work? You go to work and what? A bartender? Or you're a school teacher? Why teach kids? What do you teach them? Programmed ideas? Do you teach them about God? Of course not. So, where do we go from here? Well, hopefully somewhere. We need to wake up now. We need to understand... I mean, you just need to understand a little bit of what I'm saying. And hopefully, you're getting a drip here and there about it. And thinking about how much more you need to do or work with to, to, to get to that point. We each believe we're the best we are. Well, we are the best we are in the moment. But there's always the next step, which is either left or right. Right? No, you can move forward. Left is ego and, and right is mind. So you can go that way or you can go forward to truth. So, when we go back to things beyond our alien guide, I mean our angel guides, then we got aliens. And then we got demons. And, and uh, Lucifer itself, they can take on forms. What makes you think they can't wear a nice white gown, put wings on their back or a halo around their head to come to you if that's what you perceive you need to see? And I'll tell you this. Multiple beings, including deities, will say to you, they're all you search for. They're all you need. God doesn't have to say he's, it's all you need. Because that's an understanding. It doesn't have to be said. If they're saying it, it's already coming out of ego. It's about you. It's not about anybody else. It's not about the angels, the gods, the deities, all those other things you meet along the way. It's about you as soul. If you think these people on planet Earth are talking about anything important, and I'll say their names over and over, I'm waiting for one of them to even face me at any level of their knowledge of, of whatever they think they know, which is very limited. And it's limited to the physical reality of being in a peaceful, happy state, having what you desire. Man desires nothing more than sex, really. And then second to that, it desires money. Uh... People with lots of money spend lots of money on sex, which is perverted as well. And just to show you, when I went to, I was living in uh, Vegas, and Gates came to town. And he was there for a week. Every hotel price went from uh, from like $80 to $450 a night. Seriously. Then, from one corner to the other corner was nothing but streetwalkers. Flyers all over the ground covered it. When it was over that week, it looked like a disaster, but it was all porn pictures and everything all over the grounds of people come to me, call me, this number and all that. So it's not about love. It's not about compassion. It's not about truth. It's about money and sex. Uh, if you go to the biggest industries in money worlds, it, the bottom line is sex. Uh, I mean, if somebody's sick and can't get it up and things like that I guess it's a different reality for them but they still desire it so a man has not changed in 3,000 years or even 30,000 years well maybe 25,000 I can't there's no exact date but 
After Atlantis went down, mankind has sunk to the lowest level. And what they're doing is trying to keep women alongside them, which is bothers me. I mean, I was a, I was a woman, female, when Jesus was alive. So I, I was a female a couple twice that I know of. Well, let me, okay. Somebody asked me what you think about when you meditate. What do you think about? Tell me. Put it in there. Just put in there right now. What are you thinking about when you meditate? Tell me. Tell me what you're thinking. What you think you're supposed to be thinking when you do it. I went over it a couple times. You should be catching on a little bit. How about what you shouldn't be thinking about? Start there. Well, you should think about letting go of this energy from planet Earth. Well, Tony, he said, my guides. All right? That's what you focus on. You don't know what they look like, so you can't. You can imagine that they'll be there. You don't have to say what they're going to look like or anything like that. But when you see them, all right, you have to go inside and see how you feel by by the reaction of your spirit when you get close to them. But they can come to you in a lot of different ways. Again, the color that they wear isn't always what you perceive it to be. Black is not evil. Red is not evil. I'd be more taken back from orange and bright orange. Uh, I mean, maroon is what most most Tibetan people wear. I mean, the colors are not bright. White is always means purity in, in the human thinking. Because the white race created the idea that, I mean, the red race was always related to the demons and devils. So there's conditionings that you got to let go when you go into this meditation. Focus on the light, the light at the end of the tunnel. When you open the door, when you open the gateway, whatever you can picture. If you can't picture that, just go through a ball of light. And then know it. They are there. They will be there when you go through the door and always challenge it because every entity demon everything else is around here saying hey this guy's going to come through let's see if we can snag him uh, or her so it's a lot more than people tell you when they say oh do your meditation and go into the light and become one with nothing well close your eyes you're in nothingness right there you don't have to go nowhere you're in it so you want your body to vibrate? Well, then you've got to go to a, a higher vibration. You want the light to go through you? You've got to be open to that as well. So it's still limited. All that's just dealing with how soul, uh, how spirit fills this world and how we associate with that, which is easy, not complicated. So when you do your meditation, I, I tell you, music helps still the mind because you've got to learn how to separate mind from soul. And they're different. I don't care who says it. I, I debate my partner about that. I debate a lot of people on that one. Because the mind is a program. If you understand the brain actually puts a wrinkle in, every thought it learns, it gets a little teeny wrinkle. So a baby's brain is smooth and beautiful compared to an elderly person's brain with all these tons of wrinkles in it, just like your face gets wrinkles when you get older. Uh, it's very much the same. Picture like a computer chip. 
if you keep putting more more information in there, it's going to get filled up eventually when you buy a bigger chip. But it's still little blocks going inside there of memory. So we, when we do this meditation, spiritual exercise, call it a lot of different things. Don't give it one name because then you're, you're locked into an idea of what it is. It's what you create. The sound that vibrates through you when you're doing it. Jump up and down for about 10 minutes and then stop. Your body will be vibrating. Do different things. Change. Don't make it what, well, this person said you sit there and you chant the sound. One sound and to speak another language chanting their sound? Why? It doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, if I sat there and started chanting, King Kong, King Kong, where is it going to bring me? What is it going to get you really? So, let me just, uh, there was another, let me just see if I can pull this up. Oh, my computer shut down again. I got three computers and they're all coming up with different things. It's kind of bizarre. Hold on, let me just read this. See in your aura. Well, you can do that while you're in your body. You don't need to be out of your body to do that. They said they saw a uh, green you around their head, which is incredible. Well, you know, we're not stable enough to have this solid band of energy around us yet. Well, not everybody is what I'm saying. Uh, just being able to seeing it is a step that you probably weren't aware of a while ago. Every little step you take makes it that much closer to getting to where you want to be with your next step. Uh, then you can then you can work on the colors because colors all mean different things of the aura. The aura has colors and it's like colored coded. How what your vibrations at when you see the color? Green's a lot of energy. All right, you're thinking too hard. Just to tell you that. Uh, but when we when we work with that, bring it. Focus on a light color: white, yellow, gold, or blue. They're all very much equal. Uh, they were slightly different, slightly more powerful than the other. But uh, any one of them will be the spirit body. It can actually bring you back to your soul body if you can tune into that. So those colors are critical. But green is energy, a lot of energy. And it's and it's like you're going too much back and forth in your brain. Uh, again, go back to the mirror thing. Stare at yourself in a mirror. And don't blink. Try not to blink. As often as you can, don't blink. So, And that's a good way to start seeing your aura. Or at least understanding how to see it. So, now, let's take that further. Alright, you see your guides. You meet your guides. They'll, they'll take you somewhere. They'll put their hand out. You either take it or you don't. If you don't take it, you might not see that hand again in this lifetime. Just so you know that too. Angels don't have time to waste, even though they're not dealing with time. But to them, they can do a thousand more souls instead of playing with one that's not doing anything. So in this reality, if it just if the government was involved and there was two boats, one had a thousand people on it, one had one person on it, who do you think they're going to save first? The person with the one the boat with the one person on it? 
Of course not. It's based on numbers, and it's said. Uh, but then again, that one person could have been the most spiritual person compared to all those people on the other boat, but they didn't know that. So it's it's there's a lot of complications to, to thinking. And when you have to start putting thinking into it, it takes away from the experience and what's going to happen. So when I said when these angels come to you, challenge it. And then you have to be aware of your protection, which I talk about a lot. And then with your protection, you know that you're protected from anything bad or any of those things that could be in your way or trying to stop you or just interfering. So this poltergeist, and this kind of spirits that like to play. Like when you hypnotize somebody, those spirits like to jump in the body and start talking, no matter what it's about. And make up stories while they're playing. As long as you're listening. Don't get these these beings don't get to talk to people on this physical world too often. How many people can communicate with them? And I'm not talking about Rampron and people like that that say they talk to the spirits and all that all the time. How often do you hear anything other than, oh, they're happy to see you, they send you love? I mean, that's what you hear. Isn't it like, what are you doing? What are you really doing there? How long do you plan on doing that? What do you, what do you, what, what's your goal there? Uh, get some more important information than your goal here. Because there you're going to be there a lot longer than you are here. Unless you're reincarnating. And you'll be back here for another 125 years. Max. So take your pick. It's easy to move forward. And it's really hard. I mean, it's really hard to be aware of it when you do. Because it's so easy to lose what you learn. Because of somebody or somebody else saying, Well, that wasn't real. Or that's not. Or that's this. Or taken away. And I'm sorry, I'm one of those people that will take it away from people that have a sick, perverted, twisted idea. Which is so many people in the UFO world. Oh, I have the experience. Well, so what? Is it going to help mankind in any way? Is it going to change our reality in any way? And can you prove one speck of that? Well, I went to all these other universes, other worlds, and I met all these different beings. And so, what'd you learn? Oh, they all said, said what? See, truth is simple. But when somebody tries to explain truth, they make it complicated. Why are aliens here? I said it the other day. Not to make us spiritual. And people say, oh, they're here to help us grow. Grow what? Wings and fly? Why do they care if we fly? I mean, here on planet Earth, if we work together, we could have nice, clean food, clean air, nice clothes, and all those things. But we can't even do that here. So we're going to go to a higher dimension and, and do what? All get our wings and fly around in circles? Do a fly dance? People are so ignorant when it comes up with their conclusion of, of their experiences and what it means to them as they grow. And I'll tell you this, and it's my viewpoint. It doesn't have to be yours. Nothing else matters except God. If you think your ego, your consciousness, or anything about that is going to make God a better person or a better thing, think about it again. What do you do that can help God grow? Well, I, I, I learned uh, what? What did you learn in a lifetime? Probably can put it on the head of a match. That's important. And even that, how important is it beyond this physical world? I was in the death world. I traveled in the worlds and all that. 
It's different. It's nothing like this world. And there's no comparison. And to say that this is much better or more important than them, delusional. Why? Well, we've got to help all these souls move forward. Why? Do you think God needs every soul to move forward? If it couldn't do that with it, it could have changed it and make it all God-realized souls to begin with. But all that work becomes important. It's like you can make a sword. You put it through the fire one time, it gets hard. Each time it goes through the fire, it gets harder. So each time we play the game and move forward, we're getting, becoming more aware. Not like these people talk about, oh, well, feel the bliss, feel peaceful. Peaceful is not of this world. We've got disease, sickness, and work to deal with daily. Which means pain and suffering. It's not like you step into this world, you're never going to get sick, and never, never, you're always going to have money, you're always going to have food and all that. No, it's not like that. Rich people might think that, but they're still going to get sick and they're still going to die. So no matter who you pray to or what you think you pray to or what you can take, uh, it's not going to make you live forever. Karma comes due when it's, when it's time. When karma says you can't create no more karma, you've you got to pay this off and start paying it off. It's that simple. I mean, when a murderer kills a hundred people or fifty people, uh, I don't want to go into names and people. Uh, I don't want to downplay anybody. But if you know people that have been killers and things, look at the life. Look at how they ended their life, how it ended. And then, where do you think they're really going? To sit in heaven and play cards? Or what, what do you What do you feel? What do you understand about that? Nothing. Talk to all these people that talk to angels, spirits, deities, and all that. Ask them a little hardcore questions about that. See how far it gets you. Life here is the hardest. But it's also the easiest place to grow the greatest. Now, and I'm going to steal this from a person that was in Ekankar, the master Ekankar, who said... God-realization is as easy or as hard as we make it. God-realization doesn't mean you become God. Self-realization means you become aware of thyself. God-realization means you become aware of God. doesn't mean I become God. But being aware of God, what it thinks, what it feels, or anything, any small aspect of it, can make you an incredible being on this planet. Uh, and that only gives God the desire to do it for more souls. But if we can't do that, if we can't attain that, what do you think that does to God itself? i got 10 trillion souls out there and they're all ignorant as a butterfly with his wings cut off. Uh, what do you think God thinks? Oh, it doesn't think. It doesn't. It created the most perfect body that could be possibly made it created a perfect system that's incredible every which way everything about it's incredible and that and that phrase god doesn't make junk it doesn't only man does and aliens so where do we start well being aware of your guide angel knowing that it's probably not what you perceive it to be we all, if you're a Christian, you want it to be Jesus. If you're a, 
Buddhist, you want it to be Buddha. I mean, whatever your religion, whatever your programs are, you're going to want it to fit into that. You're not going to want to be a Christian and have Buddha standing there. You're not going to be a, a, a Tibetan and want Jesus Christ standing there. Or you're not going to be a Muslim and, and have uh, Trump standing there. Uh, you can look at it any which way you want. But it's not what you perceive it to be. Mind can't perceive the inner worlds. Especially at the level that it's at right now. Oh, I travel the inner worlds and I went to all these different places. How do you know they're real? If you dream a, a flying gorilla, does that mean it's real? I mean, you could dream and fantasize and delusional. Somebody says whatever you can perceive exists somewhere. Well, the astral plane has many things. The same as uh, the Kasich records on the astral plane have the records of the physical reality of you. Hard to perceive. It's, it's a crystallized book that has no time to it. So whenever you open it, you can see your past from that point to the, to the past as far as you want to go back. If you're gifted and allowed, you can go forward a little. Uh, but it's only this realm. It doesn't go beyond that. So if you're going to unfold and move past the astral plane, it's useless. Again, what we perceive as important is only important to that level of awareness. Which is usually not very high. Because if there's no boundaries, guess what that means? I always say I'm a spiritual traveler. Willing to travel as far as I can go. And you know what that means? And and I know one religion talks about it, not many. That you're allowed to go past God. God dwells somewhere. Alright, that's a fact. And you'll find out sooner or later. But it does allow soul to go beyond it. How do you go beyond it? Well, you can't perceive that. You can't perceive the astral plane, the mental plane, and the soul plane. To perceive, to perceive the idea of letting go of soul even is beyond most people's imagination. Which is when you go past the soul plane. Oh, I went up to the eighth and twelfth. There are numbers, man-made numbers, and I can tell you, I have never met anybody that really went. And the person that I truly believe could do it is not there. One person. I be, and I'm not going to say anything about it, except I believe this one person was the most gifted psychic I knew. But when he talked and what he said proved different. You go past God, you go past humans of any kind, you go past the astral plane, you're dealing with soul beings, light bodies. When you go past the soul plane... You're dealing beyond bodies anymore. So when you say you went to the 12th plane and you were going into a castle, really? That wasn't the 12th plane. It might be the 12th door you went through on the, on the astral plane. Uh, I said there's three realms in each realm and three realms within each one of those realms, uh, which we can go into if you want to play and dabble in each one of them and whatever. But it's hard to understand until you get to the point where you can go into those points. But as long as you're stuck on here and now, you're going to be trying to meet with your family, trying to meet or deal with your children, and that's it. You're not going to be worried about God and, and letting go of all this. You're not going to listen to a single word Jesus said at all. Even though I'm a follower, I believe in him, and he protects me and teaches me. What? What do you think he's teaching you? If he saved your life, why? 
Well, I have what reason? What are you doing that's important enough for God to come down and do something incredible for you? What are you going to do with that? Die two months later? Die ten years later because of a drinking problem? Or what? What are you going to do with whatever you're given? Uh, go out and help children. I mean, there's a guilt relates to that. When a prisoner gets out of jail, they suddenly become Christians or religious. When you hurt children and then you're given the chance, oh, i got to work with children, uh, it's always guilt that you're trying to fulfill. Not God. And they, they don't go together. Guilt's not going to help you get to the right place. Uh, the person I told you that came back and uh, had the bestseller and all these things and he said he killed 40 people, well, he's running on guilt. But he admits it to himself. Admitting anything to yourself is actually eliminating the problem more than keeping it. If you look in the mirror and say, what's that ignorant fool doing in the mirror? Uh, you can break down a lot of things. But if you look in the mirror and say, who's that handsome guy? How am I going to make him a little more handsome? What a genius. What a good, what a enlightened being. Uh, delusional. Now, Anybody out there? I'm going to go into some other things. I don't get much time. I open my my show or my, my site to questions all the time. If you have a problem, if you have a question, please call me, text me. Whatever it takes, I'll help you with what I can, what I know. All right? But it's up to you to do something. It's up to you to work on that. Nobody's going to give you that help. I mean, when when they go to the person goes to AAA, I dealt with that as well. Not because I was a drinker, somebody else I know was. And you have to get somebody to to be your uh, what's the proper word? Well, sponsor. And what do they do? You know, in the drinking world, well, I didn't drink in 20 days. I didn't drink in two years. But what do they do when they try to get you to do? Smoke. So, you know, it's not facing the problem. Most people can't face the problem. Or they wouldn't have the problem. My problem is I love eating. But I like to, and I, and I, and I want to. I mean, it's not like I don't want to. If I wanted to give up it, it would be a different story. I don't want to. I gave up salt. I lived on salt for most of my life. I mean, I poured it on everything I ate. When I stopped, it was hard. Because nothing had anything, nothing tasted good. Nothing at all. So now I'm into sugar, which I always have been as well. But I want to die eating a cupcake. I, I don't want to die starving. I don't want to die on a boat drowning or something like that. I'd rather die eating a cupcake. What's the difference? I'm going to die. But the idea to die happy and aware, all that matters I start doing drugs, it'll take my attention off of everything else and focus it on something totally different. So we each have this really hard path to walk. And it gets harder. It doesn't get easier. But it gets better. With your angels, please don't assume that they're good angels. Don't assume you're doing the right thing because they're helping you. They're helping you stay here, helping you survive. Surviving is not the solution. Jesus didn't teach about survival. To give your life to God 
give it away. Don't hold on to it. Big difference in trying to hold on to it and move forward. Impossible. So we take our own teachings and twist them and make them fit what we want them to be. I'm not going to go into every name, but people that say they work with Jesus, Moses, or whatever. Work with Moses? Why? Uh, Jesus, are you listening? Do you want to follow what he was teaching or not? Using him as a puppet to, to say I did something. Uh, no, I never said that. I'll tell you what I learned from being near Jesus. Incredible. Nothing in any other lifetime came close to that. And the only reason why I compare that to being in Atlantis, because Atlantis, it was incredible. Uh, somebody asked me if I'm planning on doing any more books. I, I want to start doing uh, workshops where I can actually sit with a person. Because at that point, I, I was trying to type. I, I can't type and talk at the same time. Uh, actually work with a person and, and, and guide them through some things. I even thought about doing it tonight, today. Uh, but it's not happening. I don't have the time to. But uh, the right kind of meditation to help your body be in the right state of mind and stuff. I mean, I took Kamun, which is a good technique to learn. That's one step in the right direction. Um, people say, well, I don't like Max Christopher. Uh, incredible guy. I respect him a lot. Uh, so, we have to look and be open and be aware. If you don't have the answers, find the answers. And all I can say is I can help you where I can, and then the rest is up to you. You can't ask me the same question over and over. You need to move to the next question. Now, I know people look for the light, and that's what you need to look for. But use the light as the doorway to go through. Don't use it as anything else. Don't use it as a crutch or anything else. Go through it. Walk through it. Just glide yourself through it. However, if you can't move the light when you see it, I mean, if you can't move towards it, move the light towards you. But go through it. Know that you're protected. And then you can actually do something a little greater. But the sound. Always have some kind of sound if you can't create your own sound for yourself. Because that helps the mind still itself. And people meditate with a chant because the chanting keeps the mind focused on the words. You could say blah, 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 and the mind's still going to be thinking about blah, 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 rather than Oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, I'm going to go there. It, it keeps it still, which allows soul a much easier chance to get out of the body. So find yourself a meditation chant, sound. I said how to find your own spiritual name. Even chanting that's beneficial. And I told you that sitting next to a tree and saying sounds until one vibrates with you. Uh, or go through the standard ones. Om, you... Create you. I mean, you can add symbol, symbols, sounds to it, but keep working with it until you find when it feels right, the right vibration with you. 
don't say, well, this chant says, this person says, do this chant, or do that chant. They're programs then. They're not active and alive. If it's a word that brings you back to another word, it's a program. God has no words. There's no definitions or experiences that can prove to you in this moment what it is. So it's open. And it's a giant, vast space to step into. If you're looking at the book called the Bible, as I'm going to go into the Bible, you're going into a book. You're going into a bunch of stories created by a bunch of men that have stories to tell which aren't real. Or small parts of them are real. But they didn't understand the experience that they went through to get through it. Moses was not teaching about the real God. Moses' God was Jehovah. Jesus' God was not Jehovah. And people don't understand that, but that's their choice. Uh, so when we work on this, uh, I'll, I'll go back to Jesus because it's still the most important person in my reality in this whole lower realm that ever came here to teach anything important. Alien races will not teach you anything important. They're going to teach you junk to get them trapped in their realms, just like the Matrix. But it won't be how to get in touch with God or get closer to God. Or even how to understand God. We prove all the lies by our own actions. We prove our life is a lie by our own actions. We prove everything's wrong about planet Earth by our own actions. So don't blame God. Don't say God, blame, blame God because of it. Don't blame Jesus because of it. And more people do that for unknown reasons. Well, religions are man-made. Jesus wasn't teaching a religion. But uh, my time's running out. Uh, I just want to say thank you, TJ. Sorry she wasn't here. Uh, She's asking people to join the club, get in touch with T.J. Morris. Her site's there. Just type T.J. Morris's uh, name on there, and you'll come pull up her sites and get into it and become part of our group, become part of the association, uh, help it grow, help it. See if we can create a place for a conference, hopefully soon. I will go to it, and I will bring a few other people there that I know can help people in a great way. So stay involved with this. Tell your friends. Get your friends to listen to one show. Make them. Say, look, I don't care what you believe, what you say. Just listen. It's not going to hurt you. And if it does, they're not solid in what So, look, tell everybody to tune in. Tune in. It's, it's recorded. It'll be on tonight, later, uh, tomorrow, anytime. But until Mr. Gizmo is laying at my feet the whole time. He didn't move. I'm surprised. But uh, till next time, peace, love, compassion. Uh, wish we could make this world a better place. I'm not a dreamer. I look at what we do. I do the best I can. If I just had a little bit more money, I could do a lot more, obviously. My computer crashed. I spent $120. It crashed again today, yesterday. I had to have them come back out. AOL screwed it up on me. I've been dealing with a serious problem in my computer, and I, he says I have to get a new one. So it's just one game that I, I'm not prepared to do. I don't have money to do it. So I have to play with this monster machine. So till next time, please enjoy yourself the best you can. Get what you can out of life. Always do it for the benefit of your own soul. No, nobody else. You're here to get out of this world, not to stay here. Don't hang on to it. You get a chance to move on, do it. Hopefully whatever souls you have in your life around you understand that. 
and I work with my partner all the time. So please, that's where you heard it here first. Tune in again next time. I'll be on Sunday, maybe Saturday or Friday. I'm not sure. We'll see what TJ's doing. But compassion, everybody. Try to be the best you can. No, just be it. Peace.